Well, with my $100 million, I'm sure I will create a nice funeral for you. But I also just don't reckon I have the face that a tiger wants to kill. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, hey. (laughs) Usually we just like get straight into the episodes, but randomly this week I'm like, so how do we want to begin? Something's in the air. Something's a bit weird. I feel off. Yeah, something's not right. I was driving across the bridge, the West Gate. Mm. Genuinely, both hands on the wheel. Like, I've never been scared to drive over the bridge, but all I could think about was what if I crash over the edge and fall into the water? I was like, should I open my window? Because isn't it best that if you open your window, then when your car falls in the water, you can just, like, swim out the window? Yeah, the because the pressure of the water probably... If you hit the water, you'd be dead. Yeah, but if you hit the water, let, let's say, obviously, that was very far. Like, the Westgate is a very high bridge. But generally, if you fall into the water, almost immediately the pressure's too much for you to physically be able to open the, the door. Window, yeah. Which is why I was like, maybe just for pure safety, every time I go over the Westgate, should I just, like, have a window open? Why am I so scared that I'm going to die on the Westgate today? I've never felt like that before. And for people that have never struggled with anxiety. Welcome to my world. That's anxiety. Yeah. I was like, what wow, is Wow, that's really interesting. Yeah, terrified. Um, I like took a sigh of relief when I got off the other end of the bridge. No, I was listening to Shea Butter. Just jamming. Shea like, Butter Baby. Yeah. I have not heard that in so long. It's a good song. Caleb it- was dancing to it yesterday. <laughs> We've been packing up our house and Caleb's like, honestly, I feel bad for all the mums out there that have ever had to pack up a family house because it is horrible. Like mm. I cannot remember. I've moved nine times in my life. That's I wild. cannot remember a single box my dad has packed. My mum's done the whole thing. And I completely understand why because they almost cause more – like Caleb just didn't know how to pack a single box. It took him two hours Actually, that's a generous three hours to pack one box of clothes. I'm going to stand by Caleb here and say it took me just about as long. Yeah, but... I don't have a brain... I think my brain more works in the way Caleb's works when it comes to that sort of stuff. Yeah, I don't get you people. You just... I'm like, just efficient. Let's wrap. Let's go. Let's hustle. Like, get it done. I'm like, do I wrap this can of deodorant? Will it break? I don't know. So then you go on your phone... For like 10 minutes. And then I wrap it and waste the paper when like deodorant doesn't need to be wrapped. Yeah. Best believe it was. (laughs) Have you unpacked all your boxes now? No. I've unpacked one box. I've only got two boxes of clothes. I had like eight. Wow. I'm a hoarder. But there's like eight boxes of clothes in my spare room. Bottoms, jumpers, jackets, miscellaneous. So you've been living there for like almost two weeks and you haven't needed those boxes. Get rid of them. I dig through them. Uh, That's an issue. Yeah. I've got very little self-control. Procrastinating is the only way I go about my life. I definitely do need to get it sorted. Your house will be unpacked sooner than mine, put it that way. My house will be unpacked by four o'clock tomorrow afternoon. That is just wild to me. Maybe Thursday. Give it yeah. Thursday. Well, you're good like that. And I honestly think, I, yeah, I'm a bit of a hoarder and my space is smaller too. So I'm kind of figuring out like where is the best place to put everything. Mm. But, but my house that I'm in now, my apartment that I'm in now is probably the same yeah. size as yours, like bedroom wise. Yeah, I think my struggle is I just have one of those wardrobes that like did not maximise efficiency at all. Like yeah. basically the whole wardrobe is just one hanging rack. There's right. no drawers, like anything. And then I got a bed base that's clearly too big for my room. 
and now the doors don't open fully, so it's really actually quite hard to get in there. Anyway, How do you feel living alone? How absolutely you... think it's the best thing that I've ever done in my life. Really? I can go to bed at 4am and no, I have no one to answer to. I can eat a second dinner at 2am. I can do whatever I want. But you still did that. Now I don't feel that guilty about it. Right. I can wake up whenever I want and I've got no one there to be like, whoa, you just woke up. Yeah, I did just wake up and I feel really good about it. I can do whatever I please. I feel like that might catch up to you though. I'm doing all my laundry, all my washing. I'm cleaning up the dishes the moment I finish. Go to bed with all the dishes clean. Bed's always made in the morning. I feel very put together except for the fact that my second room is a bombsite. But I just close it all. Yeah. My second room in the apartment that I'm in now is never finished. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it needs to be. Yeah. I think that's something that comes with growth and maturity. Yeah. And right now that's not necessary for us. No. So I'm very happy. And yesterday you went to Homey, which is like the, a great homeware store. What did, what colours did you pick up for your pillows so and stuff? I got light blue towels and face washes and bath mats and stuff, like a nice light blue. Yeah. And bath sheets. Get bath sheets, not bath towels because yeah, bath sheets bigger. are huge. Then I got a robe, like the light blue and kind of raspberry one. Nice. I wanted that one. Mm-hmm. And then... A light blue pillow, like a sort of cherry fluffy pillow, pink and green. Oh, no, I got the cherry fluffy blanket. Blanket's so cosy. They've also got a bunch of slippers, robes. Really cool yeah. place. I feel like they've just got lots of different goodies. I feel like that elevate. could be our recommendation of the week is Homey. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. It's on Turek Road near like the Como Centre in South Yarra, but you can also shop online. Near like Miss Chew, I feel like. Yeah. More people know Miss Chew. <laughs> yeah, it's like the best homewares. It's kind of like bootleg. Boucle. Boucle. Bootleg. <laughs> <laughs> like pillows, but they have like fluffy blankets. They have the best robes. And the best slippers that are like, they've got like a collab with Alias May. Yeah. Heaps of different goodies. So yeah. if you're looking to like spice up your bedroom, like your bedding. like your Or bed- just get a robe. Or get a robe. The robe's For beautiful. Your there was a chocolate one. Oh, I might get Caleb and I a robe. Yeah, he could have the chocolate one. Beautiful recommendation of the week. Yum. Into question of the week. Alrighty. So I saw this thing on TikTok. Obviously, the question was. You have to survive 20 minutes with one of these animals for $100 million. Which one are you picking? Yep. Like a grizzly bear? Yep. A tiger? A hippo? Or a crocodile? And like preface, all of these animals are in their like most alpha aggressive state. There's no like, oh, I'll pat the tiger and it'll be nice to me. No, these animals are all like, So a hippo, I want to a bear, you. a tiger... And a crocodile. And a crocodile. Um, definitely not a crocodile because at, at any point I know I'm going to die. Why is that? Because they're so aggressive and then like they're, they're not wanting to be my friend. None of these animals are wanting to be a friend. Exactly. So I know that I'm going to die. So it's like how am I going to die by these animals, which is the one I'm going to That pick. is not what the question is. The question is you have to survive 20 minutes with one of these to get $100 uh, million. Which one do you think you can survive? A bear. What? Elaborate. Well, I'm just thinking bear, brown bear, Remy. No, brown bear. That's Remy. No, 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 no. Like I just said, these are not friendly animals. This is a bear. In I'm its most rationalizing aggressive in my brain. State. I'm going to have to hang out with one of them. These are the ones I'm picking. 
they're not gonna fucking kill me. If no, it no, kills no. me, it's gonna scratch me. We're thinking death like you gotta it. think. <laughs> Which one could I maybe outrun? Which one could I maybe climb up a tree and avoid? Like you're thinking rational survival, not, oh, it looks like my dog. Maybe it'll be nice to me. Okay, show me the pictures. You've got pictures <laughs> on your fucking phone. Well, I'm definitely not doing a hippo because you may pick hippo because they're slow. They're not slow. But they're, they're the most dangerous out of all of them. Hippos can run like the speed of a boat under I the water. I still would pick bear or tiger. I'm going crocodile. I'm not. Bears run faster than you. They can climb trees. The amount of people that die from grizzly bears, those fuckers are goddamn aggressive. Tiger, no chance. No, like, I'm not picking a crocodile. I'll climb a tree. I could and actually. And if they climb. No, they don't climb the whole way up a tree. Okay, you can't either. I'm like, I would love to see you climb a fucking tree. I could definitely climb a tree. I would just I just chill with the tiger, I'd just lie there. Well, with my $100 million, I'm sure I will create a nice funeral for you. But I also just don't reckon I have the face that a tiger wants to kill. So. <laughs> On this week's episode, we are answering your dilemmas and we have a cute little person on board helping us out. So she's picked them out for us. So you guys send in your dilemmas to the Just For Girls instagram but now we have a just for girls facebook group chat that you guys can also join a little com it's a facebook community basically we're all going to be in there we want you guys to be able to ask questions about the episodes and ask for advice and just have this little sort of safe just for girls community where we can all sort of give each other advice talk about things sneak peeks all these behind the scenes etc so everything juicy and interesting will be found on there Yes. Also, if you want us to buy tickets, we are going on our first live show. Woohoo! On the 7th of September at the Corner Hotel. It is 18 and above, but buy your tickets. It's for the Where's Your Head At pod and where the guests are on board. So, Which come along. Which is lovely. We'll just hopefully, we're not running the show. I think we're a bit scared for that. Hopefully, it'll be a nice way to kind of see the way they do things and they'll be asking us questions and obviously I'm shitting a brick and I am going to be inconsolable <laughs> five minutes before we begin but I'm very excited I think and it'll be fun you I, have me and everything will be fine I hope we can feel. see some of you there yeah love to for the just for girls to get down and support so head to where's your head at pods Instagram in their bio is the link to buy the tickets bye all right let's get into your dilemmas Dilemma number one, advice on finding your people. I left my shitty toxic friend group after I graduated and have enjoyed my time alone and growing, but deaths need to start being more social again. I'm struggling with opening up to new people as my last group really fucked me over. I was friends with them year eight, nine to 12, and I didn't make many good friendships outside the group. Love the pod. So that's like very, very similar, I think, to what I... And me too, yeah. Yeah. I had a friendship group in school, wasn't like, it was on those ones where it's almost comfort, but like besides maybe a few good people, it was not a good friendship group for me. Then at the end of school, once I finished school, I met a girl kind of through other friends at like maybe parties and stuff and we just became really good friends. So I kind of focused my time into her and then ended up meeting more of her friends and now sort of that friendship group is my friendship group. I feel like if you've got like one good person, kind of just focus on that. And, mm. you know, you might meet similar like-minded people like they're good friends and then it ends up slowly kind of extending outwards. Mm. 
I also think you just need to tell yourself that like not everything is as good as you see online. Like I post me being out with my friends and stuff like that but like a lot of people don't know that I also struggle with putting myself out there and finding friends and I had I had a really tough time in school finding friends as well but I don't like to dwell on it I don't like to fixate on it when I started dating Caleb all my friends kind of fell off from Mm. my high school I wasn't I didn't have a lot of stuff in common with them they didn't necessarily agree with what I was doing I didn't necessarily agree with how they were taking it and things fell off and that was fine but I definitely struggle with finding friends and I think everyone struggles with finding friends and I think everyone wants to meet new people. I don't think yeah. anyone says, nope, I'm closed off. I'm happy with my friends, yeah. don't want to talk to anyone else. Yeah. Finding friends is literally just a worldwide problem. It's yeah. Everyone's feeling exactly the same. So I just never be embarrassed to like put yourself out there. Any bit's the person you're speaking to is feeling exactly the same as you and is just like glad that they're chatting to someone. Mm. But advice, like... I don't know if you're into the gym or something like that, like sign up for a gym class, go to like one hour or something. If you go there alone, smile at people, like be friendly, look approachable and like start a conversation with someone in the thing and you might grab their Instagram or if you have someone that you follow on Instagram and you want to meet them Mm. or like literally message them, reply to their story a few times and then once you are kind of both in each other's DMs and be like, oh, would you like to grab coffee this week? There's this girl on tiktok that does is doing 50 50 first dates or 50, something with yeah. girls so she can make new friends because she was struggling with the same thing it's honestly about making putting yourself out there and making yourself vulnerable i did it in gold coast with a girl i went on a walk with her i literally didn't know who she was she followed me and she messaged me in the dm she was like shooting my shot would love to go on a walk with you i went on a walk with her it was great like yeah. we now speak all the time on dms yeah like, i know it's not easy to be like just be vulnerable put yourself out there like that's the problem that's what's hard you know and me being the anxious person i am i'm like sweating thinking about that but but you did it with me like if i scroll up to yeah. the top part of my dms you were like we should grab a drink like yeah. we come to the bar or like oh i'm going here like you put yourself out there and you yeah. reached out to me and that's how we ultimately became friends because Go you me. were messaging me. Woo-hoo. Yeah. yeah. It's like if they say no, they say no. Who cares? They're yeah. not going to think about it for longer than five seconds. Yeah. It doesn't really matter, you know? And because you haven't like built a connection with them, like if they don't make time for you, that's fine. But like I've gone to plenty of coffee dates with friends and you with girls and you just chat with them, get to know each other and then you see where it goes it's from like there. a relationship. It's it like how do you want to meet a boyfriend? You need a you might have to shoot your shot. You might have to ask them out for a drink. Yeah. It's literally like that with friends too. You might not yeah. be compatible, but you might as well give it a go. And if you're also spending Saturday night alone, so many other people are, like it's fine. You don't have to be doing something every Saturday with a bunch of people. Like not everyone does that every weekend and that's fine. Yeah, If completely. you're not doing anything. like it's true. And best believe you'll be feeling better on Sunday morning than most. So. Legit. <laughs> Dilemma number two. Hi, gals, I need your help. So at my old job, I developed a friendship with one of my co-workers. Let's call her Linda. And even after we both left a couple years back, we kept in touch. Our friendship grew stronger since then and so much so that I would consider her one of my closest friends. We were always talking. She would always offer me advice about situations. She's an alternative therapist and vice versa. Anyways, over one month ago, I lost my grandma and a close family friend. Their funerals only having a day in between them. Wow, I'm so sorry. I tried calling Linda three times that week and yet I didn't hear anything back. She gets busy with work, so if she does miss my call, I know she's preoccupied and she'll usually call back later. But this time was different. There was no call back, no message. I asked her what was wrong and she told me how mentally and physically drained she was and how she was focusing more on herself. 
I completely got it and gave her space, but it's been over a month now and whenever I try to reach out, I get no response. I feel like she's cut me out for no reason and it's honestly really upsetting me. Should I get closure and remove her from my life completely, unfriending her, etc., or should I try reaching out again? Mm-mm. You've tried reaching out. Taking on someone's mental toll and like obviously like you're going through a really hard time with like two losses in your life and that's really hard and like your best friend carrying that mental toll on them can be hard and you were understanding of that. You gave her space and now it's her responsibility to reach out. You've tried more than once and like you're never going to get closure from something like that. It's like you're never going to get full closure from a relationship no matter how hard you try you have to learn to get closure in yourself and know that it's not your fault that she's not doing that yeah that's what I'm I'm does that make sense it does make sense and I feel like yes it would be challenging like if someone is like kind of grieving a lot and you're very close to them but it's also like put your feelings aside and like this person needs help right now yeah she should have stayed and stuck around and given you that support. So I just more so think it's probably not worth the fact that she hasn't even circled back around and gone, look, I'm so sorry that I went MIA for those couple weeks. I'm here now. Yeah. I think you're better off moving forward from the relationship and finding someone else that can be a support for you because – yeah. Like in those times, if you have your best friend, she should have been like, my best friend's really struggling at the moment. I'm going to drop some things, drop some of my workload to be there for my friend. And that's what you should have done. Like you'd be like, nope, I'll make Wednesday free. Let's go out for breakfast. Let's chill. Like if you don't have a full-time job or something like that, let's chill and I'll be there for you. That's what she should have done. And she wasn't there. She wasn't present for you. So you can't hustle and gravel for a friendship that you're not getting anything out of. It's not worth your time. And we don't know what's going on in linda's life but it's more so look out for yourself she wasn't there for you maybe there was a reason behind it but all that kind of matters is that you needed her and she wasn't there so yeah it's probably time to and if you keep reaching out linda's probably going to be like oh go away and like she's not going to be a grateful or appreciative of your friendship or any of you in general yeah if you go you know what I don't like the way you're treating me. I don't like the way that you've handled the situation. I'm going to take a step back from the friendship completely. You can reach out to me and now you can work hard to fix the friendship that you ultimately ruined at the end of the day. She was the one who kind of broke it. So she's the one who needs to fix it. So we're so sorry that you went through all that stuff, but you're strong. You'll get through it. We'll be here. Facebook group chats open for you to meet friends and mm. meet a new Linda. That's true. In regards to the first dilemma too, find friends on the Just For Girls podcast yeah, do Facebook. Yeah, do a little thing being like, hey, does anyone want to grab coffee on Saturday? Yeah. I'm sure people will. We are happy for our group to facilitate that. Yeah. So just join the first Facebook group chat. Yeah. Love you guys. I'm proud. Oh. <laughs> dilemma number three. I would love to have some insight into what you have to say about body image. I struggle with it every day. I used to be so skinny when I was under 18, but now being 21, having a woman's body, it's changed so much and I can't come to loving it when I used to have a banging bod. I feel guilty when I eat something if it's not healthy or if I don't work out. Slowly trying to love myself, but I would love if you girls had some advice on this topic. I know so many women struggle about it today in society. Yeah, eating is a very sensitive topic for, Mm. I think, young girls in general. Yeah. It's such a thing because, like, no matter what you can say, it can trigger anyone else. And, like, I struggle with this every day of my life. I think it's the biggest thing that, like, 
honestly will ruin my day. If I look at myself in the mirror and I don't like what I see, which being completely transparent, nine out of the 10 times I hate what I see. Yeah. And like, I also used to be tiny, like scarily tiny in hospital tiny i've been through it i probably will never speak about my story personally because it's super triggering but i've gained a lot of weight over the past two years when i've dated my boyfriend and i needed to gain that weight i know i needed to gain that weight but i'm not saying it's easy i'm not saying looking at myself in them in the mirror i love what i see but i know that i needed to do that i'm also 21 again i was 18 back then so like just like you and you just need to know and like no matter how hard, no matter how much money you're going to spend on changing your body if you get a BBL or something like that, mm. the way you look at your body is actually a mental thing, not a physical thing. Like no matter what, if you have gained 10 kilos, you mentally need to come to terms with that more than you physically have to come to terms with that because no matter what, your body will carry the weight no matter yeah. what. So it's like learning how to do mental things. Go to a fucking psychologist, see a nutritionist, if you have gut health, go to a naturopath. Like, go to professionals that know how to what they're talking about. Things. Yeah, because I don't think anyone loves themselves completely, but it's everyone's own yeah. journey. Like, I don't know anyone that looks in the mirror and goes, "Yeah, great, yeah. love it, perfect." Yeah, it's human nature to always want something different and something better. So even Michaela Tessa talked about it when she had all of her surgery done, and she was like, "I did it." for somebody else she was like I was doing it for the gratification from somebody else and I never got it because I spent so much money but I'm still not happy with the person I am inside and it's all yeah it's a mental game I honestly think speaking to someone is the best way yeah to go about learning Mm. how to deal with body sort of issues and you don't have to be skinny to also seek help I think a lot of people realize that it's like oh like I've got eating issues and but I'm not skinny enough to go seek help. There is no such thing as being skinny enough to go seek help. If you could be overweight, you could be a perfectly normal, healthy weight, or you could be underweight. doesn't invalidate what you're thinking in your brain. Yeah, if foods like, and eating is something that really yeah. is challenging for you, then, yeah, go talk to someone. They'll give you ways to deal with it. And No one loves themselves completely. You just have to fake it till you make it, really. Dilemma number four. Hey, girls, loving the potty and have been following you both for a while now and I'm obsessed. Thank you. Chef, chef. <laughs> oh, thanks. Anyway, so I've always struggled with anxiety and have always been able to mask it in a way. But now I've been out of school for a couple of years. The pressure of careers and everything adulting is really making me anxious and stopping me from doing things. I guess I just want to know how you guys cope with your anxiety, especially with being public figures. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, ooh, my anxiety is crippling. Ran out of my pills yesterday and I'm like get me to the pharmacy stat Mm. or I'm gonna be a different human being tomorrow anxiety is just something that talk like talking to someone professionally is very beneficial Mm. I have a psychologist appointment at two o'clock today yeah like I'm not out here to advocate for meds it's definitely not a quick fix and something that's going to stop anxiety but it is something that helped me after speaking to someone Mm. but careers in a sense like obviously I'm very lucky that I've been able to get into this but in my opinion like what social media I'm like that's a career that's going to time out can't be posting pictures of my fits when I'm 50 like so I'm like I have absolutely no idea beyond what I'm doing right now what I want to do I've never gone to uni 
I haven't studied after year 12. Like I have no, if this time's out, I'm like, I'll be starting from the beginning. Careers is definitely something that stresses me out as well. But the amount of... You just can't think like that. Yeah. The amount of videos and stuff I see that everyone's like, no one knows what they're doing until it falls into their lap. Like... I think there are so many people older than me and younger than me that just have absolutely no idea what they're doing and eventually you'll figure it out. Everything happens for a reason. Like if you stress so much about your career, you'll never ever be content with what you're doing. Like I love my job. I love everything that's been presented to me. But I also know that like you need to work hard to maintain it. You need to work hard to grow and you need to set goals for yourself. But doesn't mean I'm going to stress for 10 years time that I, yeah, I can't post and I'm going to receive the traction yeah. that I get. I know that, but I'm not going to stress about that else I won't enjoy the present time that I'm doing. Mm. Like you can't stress about the future. If you want to earn money, you will earn money. If you want to earn money through making coffee, you'll earn money through making yeah. coffee. If you want to own a business, that's how you make money. You don't have to be the biggest and best of everything yeah, that you do. You don't do. have to start being an entrepreneur. You can work at it. You can just work a normal job. Like if I – I don't know what I'm going to – I yeah, I have no idea what I'm going to do. It's like it's okay not to be like creating a business. Yeah. You can it's stay working so where you're fine. working. Work at Macca's, work at a cafe, Who work cares? at a call centre. Like if I wasn't doing this, I'd probably still be working at – retail like it doesn't really matter you can just those jobs are completely just as valid as someone wanting to create a bloody invention like you you know what i mean everyone you need to fill those jobs those jobs need roles and if you need to do that to finish your uni degree and that's where you want to do it fucking do it like i'm 21 and i have this job but trust me if i wasn't doing this i literally would still be in uni my third year working at a juice bar like or cook eye like i and i i would have been fine with that and i know that i'll be successful in my own time yes something's presented to me now but like even people now always ask me oh but it's not gonna last i'm like yeah but i'm not gonna think about that like why like i'll cross that bridge when we get there yeah like i completely support myself Mm. i can go on a holiday if i want to go on a holiday i can buy my own pair of shoes i'm not asking anyone and that's right now to me is success and that's fine. Mm. But if you still live at home at 21, if you're still asking your parents for money, if you're still at uni, that's also fine. Who cares? Who Good fucking on cares? Good Lucky that you get to do that. Do you know what I mean? Everyone's yeah. so judgmental online and I think that's what make, adds this extra pressure of why aren't I successful? I don't know what I'm doing because you see online people yeah. doing differently. Like if Who, you can, yeah, get money off your parents or you – one those people that don't even have to work. Who cares? Works for you, works for me. Yeah. Do whatever you want. Stay in your own fucking lane, babe. Yeah. Literally, you don't have to have anything worked out. Not going to lie to you, even this conversation, I'm like, I'm like, it makes me anxious. I'm a very, very But then again, person. like Izzy, you have to think about it in the aspect of like the Herald Sun wrote an article about you yesterday about how well you're doing. Other people can see it, so you just need to be like, yep, you know what, right now I'm, I'm doing good. a really good job. Yeah. And other people are recognising how well I'm doing. That's all you need to focus on. Yeah. You're fucking 23. I make a joke that you're like an old granny compared to me, but you're still <laughs> only 23. I think it's just okay to take it a day at a time. like, And just be grateful for it. Yeah, like, I don't have my anxiety under control by any means, but it's like take it a day at a time and I'm putting one foot in front of each another and it's working. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. it doesn't – life doesn't need to be perfect. Yeah. A big thing I learned, especially in the last couple of months with everything that I've been going through is just practicing gratitude. Like even for the smallest things of being like, I'm so happy that I can 
I have food in my fridge to make myself breakfast easily. Yeah. Like practicing little things of gratitude and Caleb says it all the time after he got delisted. He didn't understand how much money he was earning from at 18 years old. He was incredibly blessed. Yeah. He wasn't grateful for it didn't practice any gratitude and took it for granted until it was all taken away from him he has a whole different attitude around it now now that he goes to work every morning he's so grateful for it he wakes up with his spring in his step he is excited to go to work he's excited to run out in the footy field and everything he says thank you for like he's so grateful for it because it Mm. got taken away so just practice gratitude and practice for where you are at in life now like you can start the gratitude before you like have it taken away from you exactly yeah Yeah. and then once you when you have it and you've won it or you've achieved it you'll be so grateful for the fact that you had yourself in that mindset earlier you've got such a good nose (laughs) all right me just out with his fucking inspirational speech and izzy's looking at my nose yeah be grateful for it i am grateful for my (laughs) nose actually i'm really proud of it it's Um, probably my best feature if i'm going to be nice to myself it's so good dilemma number five My friend is currently three months broken up with her boyfriend. She moved out of the house they shared and in with another friend. He treated her like absolute shit and was the worst possible boyfriend. He was always shady with messaging other chicks, but never actually physically cheated on her. Yeah. Emotional cheating is just as bad. Fucking oath. I actually rather be physically cheated on than emotional cheating. Yeah, like a one night meant nothing than like an ongoing he's texting this girl because he has feelings for them. Completely. Relationships, I swear to God. She found a rebound guy who was equally awful, which which is now ended. We had a girl's trip to Bali and had the absolute time of our lives while... Her and her ex were still talking this whole time. She was adamant that she was never going to get back with him and kept telling him it was never happening. Fast forward to this weekend, she told us they were trying again because both of them had changed. (sighs) This is a four-year relationship which they don't want to throw away. I had a very traumatic breakup, so this is extremely triggering for me. And after being the shoulder for her to cry on for the past three months, helping her move out and giving her the typical daily motivational chats of you deserve better, you need to stay strong, the heartache doesn't last forever, etc, etc. I feel very disappointed and hurt that she's potentially going to undo all that hard work. How do I still support her even though I feel mentally and physically exhausted and as honest as it feels, I've gone through this breakup. I feel sick when I think about them and honestly zone out whenever I hear their names because it causes me too much anxiety help me honestly i think there's few things worse than that feeling where you've literally been through this breakup with your friend and you tell them every day you deserve better he's an asshole blah 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 don't go near him and it's the same thing over and over and over and over again for months on end and then they just go stay at his house or they will talk to him at a party it's very very draining Because you also take it on as well and you're like this person that's like overlooking her. You Like you babysit them for like so long. Yeah, let's be real. It's not easy to sit there and give someone a motivational speech every single second. And you want them to fucking snap out of it. It's not – these motivational speeches don't just flow out of my mouth. Like it uses some brain power. I've got to figure out a way that something – She has to fucking search on Google. Something to say to try and get you to like – get it in your head and listen to me and not go back to this boy. But it's very hard when you know it's not doing anything. Yet they still constantly expect you to give those speeches every time they need it. And I can say that because I've been the one that's been like, tell me that I'm better than him. Tell me blah, blah, blah. And then you just go back. 
I yeah. get that it's very, very draining, but people need to make their own mistakes. Yeah. She's not, not going to go back to him just because you don't think that she should. She clearly wants to. Mm. I think you just need to give it a bit of space. I think you need to like communicate with her as the situation before with the whole Linda thing. I think you were there for her when she was going through a really tough time and you were an amazing friend for doing that. You now need to put yourself first because you've given her that. You've given her your everything and she's chosen not to listen to that. She's chosen to go back to her ex and she'll put the rose-coloured glasses back on and then you'll end up being the enemy because he'll say to her that, oh, she's just feeding it, she's Mm. annoying and he'll manipulate her and then she'll end up turning against you no matter what. Yeah, so you almost need to flip the switch and just start liking him again too. I know that sounds ridiculous and I know it's putting on a facade. She wants to be nice to him. All right, cool girl, I'll be nice to him too then. Because you, you actually just need to tap back. You need to like lose responsibility and you, you need to sit down with her and go, you know what? Hey, I don't approve of this. I don't agree with it. I'm not going to support you next time. I'm going to be there for you as a friend, but I don't support this relationship. But you know what? You're going to make choices at the end of the day. And I'm going to tell you this is a bad choice, but I'm going to say this once and for all. I'm going to take a step back and I'm not going to fucking care. And you can't. You genuinely can't. Yeah, like, I you know can't. this is crazy, but you genuinely need to just be like, if you want to be with this boy, expect that I'm going to be nice to him too now. Because if you start being... The devil and the one going, oh, he's such an asshole while they're together. She's going to cut you out. Yeah. And I know that that's, it's like, why would I want to be friends with someone that's going to do that? That's the way the cookie crumbles. That's the way that girls work. It's the way it's going to happen. And he'll just manipulate her. And he, anything that comes out of his mouth, she thinks is fucking gold. So she'll believe it. And she wants to believe it because he's saying it. If they break up, you can reassess and decide if you want to be as involved in the breakup as you were last time. But sadly, it did it's just take how a friendship, toll on you. Yeah. But um, sadly, that's honestly just how friendships work. I've been through it so many times and it fucking frustrates you. Being the person on the outside, you're like, I want to rip into your brain and just fucking shake it. But you can't. You genuinely can't. But you can also sit there and say to her and go, if it happens again, I'll be the first one to say I told you so. Yeah. Literally say that to her. And then if it happens when again. She's in, when she's tell. crying on the floor, just go, told you so. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm you can be like, honestly, please don't do that. I'll rub you on the back and I'll tell you it's going to be okay. But you can see in my eyes that I told you so. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll give you a big smile and fucking, once yeah. you stop crying, I'll fucking. Just talk to her and. You just need to take a step back and just like know that it's her life, her decisions. Yes, if you like her be, enough, support her decision. Yeah. And it, just go for it. It can be incredibly frustrating, but you just have to be like, you know what? I don't care. And you just have Your to mistakes tell yourself, to be made. Yeah, not I don't mine. Care. I'm not going back to my toxic ex. Not my decision. And you just have to put your hands up and just say, Good no. luck, babe. Dilemma number six. Hey, girlies. So I've been dating my boyfriend for almost three and a half years now. He's from England. Hey. <laughs> Love me an English boy. <laughs> um, but we met back in school in Australia, where she's from. He hasn't got much family in Oz, so decided he would move back to England for a couple months. We chose to do long distance for nine months until I decided to get a visa and move over there with him. Originally, he said he was only going for a holiday for three months and then more time went by and he's now been living in the UK for almost two years with no intention of coming back to Australia. Wow, that's That's very hard. I love this man with my whole heart and he is the man I want to marry. We rarely fight and have the best communication. It is honestly the healthiest relationship I've ever been in. I'm loving living in England with him 
we have our own place together and he's bought a dog that lives with us too. So she's, he's really not coming back. No. The problem is I have less than one year left on my visa here in the UK and cannot decide whether to extend it or go home. As you know, the pay in the UK is horrible compared to Australia and applying for visas every two to three years is a pain and very expensive. But he is set up with an amazing job in his family business. He has friends, family, a well-paid job. But on the other hand, I have the complete opposite while I'm living here. I'm a really open-minded person and love traveling, but I don't know if I'm being silly staying in this situation or if I should just keep living it day by day, taking chances in life. You girls are amazing. I love your potties. They make my week. Hmm. That's so hard, but yeah. I think you're loving England. If you weren't loving England, I'd say you move home. Like, I'd be like, yep, your visa's up. Like, you need to have a decision of, like, where you were. But he's... I think the conversation you need to have, and I'm not going to be like a fucking therapist, but like obviously he's earning a lot more money. I think you need to sit down and be like, hey, this is the situation with my visa. If you really want me to stay and if we want to live in England long time, you need to pay half. I'd do that. How much is a visa? I've got no clue. I would be really ignorant with it. But like you'd be like, if you want me to be here, my family's not here. I live on the other side of the world. I can't afford to live here and stay afloat and to be here. I want to be with you. I want to start a family here. I can see myself being here, but I can't afford it. Yeah. If you want me to be here, this is also a sacrifice I'm taking to be with you. You need to help me out. Yeah, it seems like obviously we don't know the relationship based on this single thing, but it would almost even just be nice to know that he was considering either going back to Australia or willing to have a conversation on what's the best way to go forward versus like, I'm in England, this is where I'm staying, hopefully you stay with me. Yeah. You know? So you I need think to hear just, where his outlook is on as well. Yeah, because if he's just like happy to be in England and hopes you'll stay, but if you don't, it doesn't really matter, that's just where he's going to be, yet you're the one that's going, I will move here for him if he needs me to. Mm. I think you kind of just need to know where he's at with it. But look, if you're in the healthiest, best relationship you've ever been, go for love, jobs come yeah. and go. I fully believe. Like, again, money comes and goes and everything like that. Like, if you're asking for a bit more of stability financially, I think that's the biggest thing that you're worried about. Like, you said that he has a really successful business. He's obviously bought a home. Family he has a business dog, family business. Mm. Like, he's obviously established and set up a little bit more that you could be like, okay, for the next few years, I just need you to help me out a little bit. While I find my feet, while I f- find my support network, I don't have family yeah. here, just like get you didn't in Australia. Get comfortable here. Yeah, you're like, I just need to find a little bit of support and I need your support. I'm happy to move here and do this with you. But I also need a little bit of like compromise from you. Yeah. Like, what are you willing to help me out? What with are you so willing to give me if I'm willing to move my life yeah. for you? And that's a big thing in relationships. One of the biggest things you need to do is yeah. compromise for one another. And you just need to know, you need to find out from him what he's com- compromising for the relationship. Because it seems like you're compromising a lot. But it does yeah. seem like, yeah, I just you're love, love love. And you seem yeah. like you're in love. And it seems like he's in yeah. love. And it and seems if you don't, lovely. But if you yeah. don't hate England, yeah. Like if you hated England, if you came to us and was like, I hate England, but I love him, I'd be like, a sticky situation. Yeah. But you said you loved it. Did she? Yeah. 
She said she loves it. She loves traveling. Oh, I'm loving living in England with him. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, stay in England, babe. Yeah, you just need to ask him for a little bit of support and be like, hey, what are you giving up? Yeah. and I've fucking given up everything. You refresh your visa doesn't mean you're going to be in England until you turn old and grey. Like you can live there for a couple more years and reassess. Maybe you want to raise kids in Australia and maybe yeah. you feel similarly. Like, Or you could be like, hey, when my visa's up, how about we spend summer in Australia for two months and then I officially move for the foreseeable future. I'd really appreciate your help. I'd love for you to come for Christmas. We can mm. have an Australian summer, then go back over to England. Compromise, compromise, compromise. Moral of the episode, compromise. Conversation. Communication. <laughs> Throw your hands up and just say, I don't care anymore. I don't care about anything. Not my, not my not business. Not my problem. Well, we love every single one of you listening here today. Thank you for coming. Thank you for sending us your dilemmas. Hopefully we answered a couple of those Thank you just questions. so much for like being here with us today. Oh, we love you guys and we will chat to you all next week. Big kisses and hugs from us. Us. Yep. See you next Tuesday. Bye. 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 Bye.